following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 103 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you brand new episodes every Monday for free uh, right here on this very feed. Uh, you can get us uh, over uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, which I was having this conversation this weekend that I always feel so condescending to be like, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Or wherever else. Yeah, or yeah. wherever else. Uh, you can find <laughs> us on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we have a Patreon as well, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Just this last week for our uh, <laughs> our movie reviews, we reviewed this uh, Swedish film called The Border, which is it's it's beautiful. It's hauntingly beautiful is the only way I can describe it. Uh, if you're interested, go ahead and sign up. You can sign up for as low as five bucks. You know, you get an additional podcast in the form of Scrump and Stank's family video where Dave and I, we review different movies every single week. Dave, um, this week has been, this, this week has been a little bit crazy. It, uh, I mean, aside from the grand reveal of, uh, uh, what is it? He who must live on forever or some shit like that. Yeah. Overall low key. Um, I finally, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, uh, my nephew, my oldest nephew, uh, he, he got into anime. And so he's really been wanting to try ramen. My sister tried taking him to get ramen over at, uh, Mitsuo's Asian market o- over here by, I mean, I guess by us, not that close, but it, it's by us. And she made the mistake of going late on a Sunday. And they were already out of ramen by then. She wound up taking him another day. But I was like, oh, you should try misoya. Because it's literally walking distance from, from their house. Right. So, and it's almost the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's almost the same thing. So I think it was like Tuesday night. It might have been Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, I got out of work early. And so I called I, I called my sister. And I was like, oh, hey, I was like, is he doing anything? I was like, I want to take him out to eat. So I take him out, we go there, and it was, I mean, you probably relate to this too, where it's just, like, it's weird that I'm now at the stage where I can have full-blown conversations with the kid, you know? Like, it's just one day, uh, one day I woke up and he was nine, and we could have full-blown, yeah, opinions telling me about things, and it was pretty funny because... Uh, you, you know, we, we sat down, we ordered it. They were packed, by the way. Like, it was a little bit later on in the night. It, that's the most packed I've ever, like, seen them, the most busy I've ever seen them. Um, right. And so as we're, like, sitting there waiting for his food, he's telling me about Naruto because it's, it's, that's his show. And he's like, oh, Naruto this, Naruto that. And um, he's like, did you ever watch it as a kid? I was like, no, not really. I was like, it was on TV all the time. I'm like, but I never really watched it. He's like, oh, well, he's like, you didn't watch it on Netflix when you were a kid? And I was like, well, no, we didn't have Netflix when I was a kid. He goes, well, like, you didn't pay for it? And I'm like, no, like, we just didn't have it. And there's, like, an older gentleman next to us who, like, who's overhearing, and he laughs. He goes, yeah, he goes, we didn't have Netflix, and it sucked. And the look on my nephew's face was a, was a, was the exact same look as if I leaned in and said, hey, every now and then, Instead of poo, I poo chocolate cake. Like a full-blown chocolate cake comes out of my butt. 
with a candle in it because he just looked at me as like as if that was what i like confessed him or something he was just so lost so confused and i'm just like oh man like i guess i like i guess i am getting older now and that that'll actually factor into like a, a different story i have to, to, to tell later on um but yeah dude like, it's one of those things where i'm like holy shit like yeah of course this kid's entire life like netflix has just been a thing you know and like i'm now the old man and talking about like before netflix well you know it's funny you you mentioned that and yesterday my brother was over we ended up going to like the kane county fair but <clears throat> we were talking i can't remember how it came up but we were talking about like when the per- oh, we might have been talking about loki or something but we were talking about when i think like the perfect time was and i was like i just have this theory that like um you, you know sandstorm by darude the yeah. that's on- if you watch that video it sums up the 90s perfectly like it was dance music everything seemed bright and sunny and green people were wearing puffy vests in the summer just for fun like everyone had sunglasses, but they weren't like dark shades. They were like translucent, like red or yellow or orange lenses. And like we were all getting our clothes from like Gadzooks or Spencers. Like there, there was just something about like the 90s where like everything was cool and happy. And it was like the last prosperous time that we had. And like even like racism existed, but like I don't want to say it was gone because clearly it wasn't. But like, you know, you could have like Afrocentric sitcoms and there was a lot of you had like you had like martin or the jamie fox show yeah the jamie fox show and like you didn't have like cranky white guys on the internet going "Ah, i don't want to see all this black stuff and it was just like we all kind of accepted our ethnicity and even if you didn't necessarily gel with it you you let it happen you just like because the internet hadn't become such a vile place yet and like we didn't have maybe the technology that we have now, but we were so happy with the technology. We had like two way beepers, pagers, you know, flip phones. And there was just like something about it. Like all our shows were happy. Like the Simpsons weren't like a hacky show. And it was a time that like neither of my stepsons could probably like they, they were both born late 90s. And like my daughter would have no idea of how happy we would be without phones in our faces all the time. And it's just weird, like, there's things like this that, like, kids will never know about, you know? See, I was born in 93, so, like, I feel like I caught, like, the tail end of that because I do have this very strong nostalgia for for the 90s and, like, the the early 2000s. Like, there's just... And it, it, because I was around my cousins so much, you know, I was around, you know, Jesus, my godfather, you know, shout, and, shout out Jesus. Uh, yeah and his two sisters and so because of that it's like i feel like a lot of a lot of what they were into has influenced me now like as an adult and right like even in so like i talked about uh what was it fear street 1994 um the netflix like uh anthology yeah and like i remember talking about it with jacob where i was like i was like did you get a little like uh on the nose to remind you like hey this is the 90s like you guys remember yeah. the 90s this is the 90s but like i i like that like it was like one of those things where it's like i i'm enjoying this like renaissance of 90s nostalgia as opposed to like 80s because like and i don't listen i i will gladly watch a uh a stranger things 
where they're delving into the the 80s you know and it's like the the it was just funny because it's like to the 80s most people it's like oh wood panel and you know like uh being scared of the russians but like people have this misconception of like no it's just this like you know like you know the 80s music and like the hair and like neon colors uh, just based on like tv you know but when something's like set in the 90s it's just like yeah like i have like i just have like such a nostalgia for that like especially with like music that like like i love like blink 182 type music right you know because that's just like it, that like there's those early 2000s movies that they don't make anymore you know like uh like a like a stealing harvard or a road trip a euro trip like right. those movies that like you know you would those are like the last vestiges of the 90s exactly like it's just yeah. and i think like part in part like that's why i love like early kevin smith movies because they just encapsulate so much like the, yeah it, you, well yeah like it, it's definitely like there there's a weird innocence about it but it's also like we're we kind of know what's going on and I think it's like the nineties are the first times where people started deciding I'm going to live like a kid forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to start embracing anime and wrestling and like, I don't care what my parents said. I- I'll enjoy the things I liked as a kid well into my adulthood. Well, see funny enough. Like, so I feel this strongly about the nineties, the very same way that I feel about like, like, 2008 to like 2012 you know because that like basically like going in and leaving high school i mean i graduated 2000 like 11 but it's just like there's something about that time frame as well that like i have that same nostalgia and i think it's like it's because that's just when i was young you know because like the mute like the music of that time it's just the like the tv like the things i was watching it's very much one of those like no, it's the best. You know, like I, like with wrestling, people are always like, "Oh, this is." I'm just like, "No, it was the best when I cared." Like yesterday was was the anniversary. It was a ten year anniversary of Cena versus Punk at Money in the Bank, and I was like, and I was like, I had talked about it where, like, I was, I, I, there was like a few, like six, seven months where I was just, I was just a laps fan. I was like, I don't care anymore. Like. You know, I'm just like it's it's just not my thing, and then punk creams you back in, and it's just like, oh yeah, like this is fucking cool, you, you know, like it's just there's there's certain points in my life where I'm like, if if something, you know, like anything, anything after 2011, I'm just like, ugh, I don't care, it's stupid, new music, you know, Cause, and like even then, like there's music that like was popular then during that time but i was just like no i'm too busy listening to things from the late 90s like i don't want to listen to like 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 i've never listened to like my chemical romance you know like kind of just like there's like specific bands and groups where i'm just like i know i'm like i don't i don't listen to these for no other reason other than like listen i'm too busy listening to uh, system of a down you know like things like that which it was kind of funny. So I mentioned to you, I, I went to a party yesterday and kind of keeping it with this. It, the theme was like 2000s, dressed like you did in the early 2000s. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, 
I like I, I like I sat there thinking, and I'm like, I don't know really what's changed about me and the way I dress since early 2000s. So I asked at least on my cousin. You know, she she works with us because again, I've known her since I was like seven. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I was like, what what's like my sense of fashion changed? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, like what? And I explained to her the concept of this party, and she's like, I mean. She goes, you wear a lot of shorts now, but aside from that, she's like, you, you pretty much like have dressed the same forever, which I don't know if that was a compliment or not, you know, like, um, because because what you're, you're consistent. Oh yeah. yeah, I I guess, you know, and again, it's it's which, which I, what I wound up wearing was I was like, all right, well, it's like black jeans, some slip on vans and an atmosphere sweater. Cause like for, for a good while, it was like, that was like my, uh, um, that was just like my go-to uniform, you know, like I've got a lot of pictures with this specific atmosphere, not the one I was wearing, but like a specific atmosphere sweater. And I was like, all right, well that'll kind of be my uniform. And then like showing up to the actual party, like it was, it was kind of fun seeing like, what people like i guess regressing to how they used to dress because there was definitely some fashion choices where i'm like and it was like it was one of like it was a johnny's friends parties and so some of these people are like I, i've seen in normal clothes and i'm like whoa like is that is that really like how you used to dress like it's just fun you know like and, and i mean it, it might be like i don't know like do you like, do you think you, like, if you, because you grew up, you were a teenager, 90s, right? Yeah, late 90s, yeah. So do you think if you and a bunch of friends got together and threw, like, let's dress up like we did in the 90s, like, do you think there would be those distinct, like, fashion choices where you could be like, oh, shit, that is totally how Tom used to dress, like, back when we were 15? I mean, yeah, I, I will say, you couldn't tell now, because I, I kind of dressed like a half a slob. But mostly it's because I'm fat now. <laughs> but like, when we're talking like early 2000s, like I dressed far more fat. Like it was always like Tommy Hilfiger jeans, a decent chain. Not like not like even with like pendants, but like 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 a nice you know Cuban link chain. And then I would always wear like double shirt, double t-shirts if I wasn't wearing like a like a button down. So it would be like. I'd have like a yellow Adidas shirt with a white undershirt so you could kind of see it peeking out like at the bottom of my hemline. Or I would have like, uh, you know, it'd be like a, like a nice t-shirt with like a, like a polo button up or something that like I didn't button. It was like, it was almost like preppy casual, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, then I got <laughs> like, so 99, I started dating my wife and then she started doing all my laundry. Like I, you know, I did my all, all my laundry when I was a teenager and then I worked at a dry cleaner. So like I was really like I would be ironing stuff every morning before I went to school. Then Annie started doing my laundry. She wasn't as meticulous. So I had like a I had a lot of white and light colored shirts. She would just throw them in with the coloreds and everything would turn like gray or like some dingy like like a dingy pink if there was a red shirt in there and like I was like I can't buy any more white shirts so i started i made a conscious effort to switch to black and then like you know out of high school i graduated in 99 
I started working at a sign company and then, you know, I'd have to be digging holes or, you know, I'd be doing an installation somewhere. And then it instantly became like, I got to wear something comfortable. So it's always like shirt and shorts, graphic tee and like Nike shorts or khaki or cargo shorts. Cause like I could put all my tools in my pockets mm-hmm. and then, and then as I got fatter, that just made my choices like, oof, yeah, I'll, I'll wear sweatpants and a, shirt and a t-shirt, whatever, whatever's the most comfortable and what's the easiest to get on. So, um, if I were to go back to like, we'll say 2002 or something, yeah, I'd have to find a pair of Tommy jeans that fit me, maybe a nice belt. And, <laughs> and, and then I would have to, cut all my long hair off and spike it and frost the tips. <laughs> See, I I remember you posting this picture of yourself that um what do you call it? Uh it was like you in like it was like a Hooters tank top. It was like young Dave. Like yeah. um and I just remember like seeing that picture and I was like who is this man? Um that, that was my wife's tank top. I was I was I was doing a photo shoot for her to make her laugh, and then of course it gets shipped. Yeah, but it's funny because that that kind of just like you know to like an extent because I mean again I've I've known you for you've been there how many years now like four five years, four or five something like that yeah yeah you know so so it's like as far as with like with me it's like well I only know Dave for you know like as you are now. And I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like one of those things. Cause even with me, like sometimes, uh, like I'll post another picture of me or something and people are just like, Oh wow. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, like, it's just like, right. you always just forget kind of like how you look like, cause even you mentioning like all that now. And I'm like, like, I've seen you like dress up, you know, like when we've gone to, um, you know, be it like a holiday party or, right. uh, like when we've been on vacation and stuff like that. But I guess it is just like you don't you don't really think about that because even like you mentioning some of those things, I'm like, oh, you, like I remember I had one specific button up that my mom bought me, like my mom and dad bought me at like a Paxson once because it was on clearance. And yeah, I just I wore I wore that thing out, man. Like just always fucking like wore it specifically, like because it was like my one nice shirt. And now I feel like I've grown up a little bit more where like, cause even so earlier in the day before this party, um, which also oh, so at this party, so, well, cause we're mentioning 2000s team, um, Ray, one of our coworkers who was 20 years old. He was there and I'm like, I, I turned to uh, f- funny enough. So like, again, I, like I was there just like Johnny, some other like coworkers of ours, um, that are like in his friend group that I knew, but like at one point they all went to go like I think I think the girl said they were shooting a TikTok. I don't know. Like I, I really don't know. But I was like, all right, and I saw Johnny's sister and like I, well, I know her as well. So I kinda like sat down with like her and was saying like hello to her and her friends because I again knew them as well. And I'm like, Oh, I was like, Yeah, I was like, Oh yeah, Ray's over there and she's like, Yeah, yeah. I was like I was like, He should have came dressed as a baby and she's like laughing. She's like, What do you mean? I was like I was like if Ray would have came here dressed like a baby and said, oh, I, I was a baby in the early 2000s, I was like, I would have fucking shit my pants laughing. That's how yeah. funny it would have been. I mean, Grant, he wouldn't. I mean, he's cool guy, Ray. You know, like, right. he's, he's a very suave man. He he definitely would have not came dressed like that. And uh, then I forget how young Johnny's sister is because she's about, I think she's like 
a few months younger than him, maybe the same age. So I'm sitting there talking, and then she's like, "Is he?" She's like, "Is he the youngest person at your job?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, uh, "Skylar's sister is." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Everyone's always giving her shit." I was like, "Because of how young she is." She's like, "Why?" I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "Everyone's always upset with her because she wasn't born when 9/11 happened." I'm like, "Isn't that fucked up?" Ha ha ha! I start laughing. She's like, "Yeah, I also wasn't born when 9/11 was around." And I, I was literally was just like, Jesus Christ, man. I was like, well, and then she, I was like, man, I was like, you make me feel old. She's like, I mean, she goes, you're like almost 30, right? And I was like, no, I'm, and I sat there and I was like, yeah, I guess I am almost 30, which, yeah. which leads me to like this next, the, this, this next story. Um, cause you mentioned like dressing up, you know, we're talking about like dressing up and stuff. Um, friend of the show, uh, Diana and her sister, Cynthia, I'm always posting about, they have this podcast called, uh, Chingonas talk about it. And they, along with these two other like sister podcasts of theirs, um, they were doing like this little live show out in Westmont, Illinois. Um, I don't know where it was very fancy houses, like these very like upscale, really nice houses, but they were doing it like on, uh, some patio behind some bar. And so I went with Vivian. We picked up Vivian, and like on the way there, uh, like we were ta- we were it was just that like us just like reminiscing about like, um, which is typically what we do when we get together, you know? Because like again, we went to high school together, and it's just us like reminiscing and telling all these like older stories, and like we're talking about like our high school reunion, because during the it it should have been last year, you know, during COVID, but like clearly, no one's gonna fucking do that, and we were having the conversation we're like well we kind of just already hang out with everyone you know like we're friends with the people from high school that we wanted to be like friends with so like we why would we go to like a high school reunion you know like did you ever go to any sort of like high school reunion no but but like like annie's always like why don't you go i'm like "Eh." Like, I'll tell you what, like, there's people from high school that'll be like, Stankin, or like, what's up, Dave? And I have no idea who they are. So clearly I was a very vapid person in high school. I didn't pay attention to anyone. Are you are you not close to anyone then, like, from high school? I mean, my best friend from high school is my best friend currently. And then there's a, there's a couple people, but, you know, not really, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, even, like, with me, again, like, I... Because well, I'm, I'm fortunate enough where, like, most people I graduated kindergarten with, like, you know, like I'm still like really like kindergarten, eighth grade with like, I'm still like close and, 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 and friendly with them and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, that was kind of one of those discussions we were having where it's like, yeah, like I see the people that I want to see, I, you know, and like everyone else, it's like, well, we're friends on social media. So I don't, you know, it's like, I don't need to dress up and go to some fucking sort of like fancy banquet hall to be like, oh yeah, how's your kid? Oh, okay. Right. Like that's pretty. That's cool. Oh, me. Yeah, I'm working at the that one. Yeah, I'm still at one hour teas. Cool. You know, like it's just it's right. one of those things. But like in going to this event, I was like, ah, oh. I was like, I should. I was like, I don't. I don't know how nice people are going to go or not, because like, I knew it was gonna be a lot of like Mexican people, and I'm like, they're gonna show up dressed to the fucking nines and you know their fancy cowboy hats and their nice dress shirts. Or it's just going to be casual. And I was like, oh. And so I, I just, like, I found some shirt that, funny enough, like, as a joke, I 
I, I pulled out the Hawaiian shirt that uh, I bought when we were in the Bahamas. Uh, we were the boys. Yeah. And uh, I, I found some other just like random shirt behind it that I was just like, oh, okay. I'm like, this used to fit me a little big, but I gained some quarantine weight. So now it's like, if it's comfy. And again, for the better half of like a year and a half, I have been so used to dressing like a bum, I guess is the correct way to say it. Because I mean, comfy. Comfy. Yeah. Like I, I, am, I am afforded a lifestyle. And a job in which I can I, I show up to work in in shorts and whatever fucking stupid t-shirt that I manage to throw on. And that's it. That's my uniform. Like, and that's pretty much what I wear for the rest of the day. Like, even in the winter, even in the winter when it's frigid cold, because like that was like we're we're like again uh, um, talking more with like Johnny's sister and her friend who like she'd been by before once or twice to like help out with um, like I think it was like the sting shirts so we needed to ship those out something like that um, but they were just like yeah they're like you guys are fucking crazy like in shorts when it was like 7 degrees outside and I'm just like yeah I was like I don't know that, I'm like that's just the way I'm the most comfortable working you know like I'll throw on some sweatpants you know when like leaving but f- right for the most part you know like it's You'll, you'll you'll find me in sweat and like shorts and stuff but i i thought i just i felt so uncomfortable in like an actual shirt with buttons as opposed to some sort of like you know graphic of like the mummy or some tarantino movie on it and like i kind of enjoyed it like i do kind of enjoy dressing up sometimes like the holiday party before is usually when i would like dress up you know um right but I don't know. Like, I think the pandemic ruined me as far as like, it. You know, all I want if it doesn't have an elastic waistband and go up to like right to my knee, like, it's probably not something I want to wear. Well, that, that's one of the things about the pandemic too, right? It's we've all discovered magical things about ourselves that maybe we weren't ready to admit. But yeah, like if you're in the pandemic and you're sitting at home, all you were doing it was sitting in the comfiest clothes you could think of, right? Because who gives a shit? And then you realize I could go out to the store dressed like this with a mask. And then you say, and then you're like, why would I wear anything else? I feel so good in these clothes. And so like I'm having a hard time putting on like khaki shorts. I'm like, God damn, these are, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish I could just wear sweatpants all day. It's, it almost reminds me of like, like, you know, like early on, like when, like when you start dating someone, and it's very much like, oh, okay, we're you know we're going out for dinner. I'm gonna put on you know my my nice jeans and you know your your Tommy Hilfiger polo, and uh, you know you dress up to you know again you you dress up all fancy, but then after a while it's like, well, hey, like I know we're we're just going to the movies. You want to just wear some sweatpants, you know, and then slowly it's just like, well, we're going out to this restaurant, so I guess we probably should dress nice, you know. Like I've always said. Like I, I am, if I, I have been the most comfortable in relationships where we, we skip the, the first three, four months of like, of that and just immediately go into like, oh yeah. Like if, if there was a dating app, if there was like a Tinder for people that's just like, Hey, do you just want to enter into like month four of a relationship where we're just super comfortable around each other and you please 
wear only you know like your yoga pants and sweatpants let's just be fucking comfy as fuck and let's just like come over and i'll talk throughout the entire you know shining movie and tell you all this random bullshit and you'll be like oh i didn't know that that's interesting you know like if there was like an app for that like i'd totally be for it because you know it's like not that like oh, i don't want to get to know anyone but like you know to me it's like let's just keep it simple man like what are we what are fucking what's with, the, what's with all the pomp and circumstance yeah you know which like don't like yeah. you know don't get me wrong you know i'll definitely i'll go out of my way to you know uh be the great gatsby and woo a woman i believe that's right. what that movie or book is about i don't really remember um <laughs> but like yeah sometimes you know it's just like it's like like do you do you remember at, at what point in like your relationship with annie you know it was just like it was like that where it's like hey we're just gonna fucking dress comfy as fuck right and annie was like yeah and you guys just like you know did that um i think we've all you know i think we've always been like that to be honest with you like like i said the laundry started and then all my clothes started getting you know turning into one unified shade of gray and then i was like uh well and then again because you know these are tommy shirts or something they're like 45 dollars shirts and i'm like i can't afford to be buying these you know and then yeah i i gotta say probably about it's tough to say because i tried to hold on to that i'll tell you like when i went into high school i came from a private school where we had to wear like uh shirt and tie and like uh navy blue like dockers and then I went to I finally started going to public high school my sophomore year. And for some reason I couldn't shake dress, you know, wearing dress clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it, it was school, but then also the school was connected to the church and we were going to the church. Like I was always wearing like a suit or a shirt and tie. And there would be days where I would just come in in a suit, just you know, and people were like, What the fuck? You going to court or something? And I'm like, no, I just fell in. I think in like 98 in the yearbook, I won Mr. GQ, which anyone looking at me now would will not believe that. But the, I did only because I people would see me, you know, with a nice silk tie and shit walking around. So he, he, even with Annie, even with all the laundry phobias going on, I'd say maybe three out of the seven days I would dress nice. And then over the years, I just started just discarding that. So. Um, but I'm comfortable now. I listen, I always tell my wife, she looks great in workout clothes. She looks great in whatever. Um, but you know, now, yeah, unless we're going to like a steakhouse or something, it's it's never like, let me put on the makeup and, and you know, the nice earrings and then whatever my wife wants to wear. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like I've, I've, I've found that too, where it's like, um, I won't. I won't put him on blast. But I was talking. I was talking to uh, someone that we know, and you know, he's a, he's a younger guy, and he was just like telling me the woes of being twenty four and in love, basically, you know. And he's a good looking dude, so he's kind of like a ladies' man. And I'm just like, listen, brother. I'm like, I get it, you know. I'm like, I was about your age. I was like, when I first moved out, I was like, and I had my own place, and you know, like. I, I knew I I know exactly what it is you know to to like to be a ladies man at that age and care yeah. you know I was like but then then I discovered where it's just like yeah 
like as long as you're like a good person like they don't really give a fuck about that kind of you know like it's like these very like vapid things that we think about where it's like like so in when i was in uh in film school very briefly in like 2013 ish maybe um you know our task was make make a short story and my short story was based on a real life experience that i had with uh, my ex-girlfriend who on our first date, I wore my nice jacket. I wore my fancy black jacket that I got at like an H and M or something that was really nice. I would, you know, it's like I, I would wear that on the first dates. I would get complimented whenever I wore it. I wore that jacket and she didn't compliment it. She didn't even talk. She didn't even acknowledge it, you know. Yeah. And in very, very much in real life, like we go on that date and then afterwards, I go to my friend Diana's restaurant and just like complain to her about how like no, I don't think she likes me like she didn't even talk about my nice jacket you know and you know it there the film does not exist really because um well paul was my actor number one but like it was just a shit show where like the audio people didn't show up and it was just everything was just a shit show camera wasn't working like it was everything a shit show but again it was like so very clearly like at that age that's one of those you know one of those things where it's like this affected me enough to the point where I'm going to make my first film about, you know, like this kind of stuff. And like, yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, you know, like, I, like, I, like, I feel like I've done pretty good for myself and I don't like, I know I'm not like in my head, like, listen to me in my head, my self-esteem is so, so low that when I look in the mirror, I imagine that like, I look like a Nazi propaganda, like hand-drawn image of what they think like a Mexican looks like, you know? Like if you told a Nazi, like draw a Mexican guy with glasses in my, (laughs) like in my head, that like, that's what I kind of look like. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I know I'm not like the worst like looking dude. And yeah, like I've found again, like almost 90% of the time I've had success with women. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to go as far as to say 98% of the time, I've had success with women. The conversation has never been, wow, you dress really nice. Like, it's, right. it's a good thing you wore your fucking, your Yeezy shoes or else, you know, you probably wouldn't have sealed the deal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the early 2000s lives on, I guess is, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and growing up because another fucking issue that I had this week as far as like with growing up, dude, uh, is car insurance. Like, um, I've I've been in sh- I've had like car insurance and stuff with like my parents and uh my mom was like hey she's like it's expiring she's like we're we're moving on to this new company she's like the only thing is um and cuz I had mentioned before like I it's she didn't come up with it I had mentioned it before where I was like oh I was like well let me know when it's like expiring I was like maybe it'll be cheaper if I just get my own insurance and uh she was like yeah you know with this new insurance for me her and my dad like it would be about like 20 bucks more than what I was paying now. And then right. like $30 more for them. So I was like, Ooh, I'm like, no, I'm like, we, we, we don't have to do that. I'm like, I'll, I'll look for my own insurance. The hardest thing, because again, I don't know what any of that stuff means. I've never, I thankfully, you know, knock, knock on wood, fucking, uh, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to where I've only been in a one, one car accident and the dude didn't have insurance, and he was illegal, and now so I was like, "All right, dude, peace." Like, right. I mean, we can call the police, 
and then you can explain this to them and plus his car wasn't even damaged like i fucked up my car his car was fine um but like looking i like thankfully lucky enough uh michael heredia of m3 toys he was downstairs working so i was very much just dad can you just explain all this to me and we sat there and he's just like it, it basically consisted of half an hour of me like going to whatever website putting right. in the information you know filling everything out and then giving it to him and he would be like mm, that Ooh, one that, he's like that that one seems good but let's try this one let's try this one and ultimately i found one that like it's a lot cheaper and it made more sense again because of how little i drive but it just made me like realize like i'm not a real adult you know yeah there, there there's certain things like that like um like when it comes to car repair, like or simple car maintenance, like if you were to put a gun to my head and say change change your oil now, I'd be like ah, you're just gonna have to shoot me, you know. Or uh, like I I could change tires, I could do that, uh, I could jack a car up, but like you know, like I'd have to look around to where to fill my windshield windshield wiper fluids. I kind of kind of take a minute to see how to change my wipers. You know, it's simple stuff like that that, like, you know, a real rugged dude would be like, man, what's your problem? But um, I always feel like I need help with that sort of stuff. And it's weird because, like, normally I, I feel like the type of person that doesn't require help from people, but I definitely know where you're coming from, especially when it comes to, like, like insurance. My wife did our, our car insurance, and... They were just like we were just recently in an accident and I didn't know anything about insurance. Like I was talking to my insurance agent. And I'm like, do do I call that guy? Do, do you guys like all this stuff? I have no idea because I just don't deal with it. But I know I know that feeling where you're like, can someone hold my hand through the process? I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Well, see, like, and part of it for me was. Like my parents never really explained this thing, these things to me, because they were under the assumption that like school would have taught me. Because I guess right. when when they were in school, they were taught all these things, you know. Yeah. And it's just like no, like I I I was not taught any of this. Like I like I I joked the other day. Like I did I did one of my I did one of my Q and A's um, on uh, Instagram, and someone someone was like oh like as an adult like who's kind of taught you the most and i was like you know what i was like frank and ryan have both taught me more than like the chicago public school systems did yeah and like that wasn't really that much of a joke because like a lot of things that i've learned like as an adult has been at the behest of them simply by like oh you didn't like you didn't learn that in you know uh when you were in high school or you just you don't know these things and it's like no man like i'm sorry like i'm sorry there's just like so much shit that like i didn't bother to learn like when i do when i had my first car my very first car at 16 never took it again oil change until like the car was breaking down and my dad was like why why haven't you taken it and i was just like no one ever told me He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no one ever fucking told me. <laughs> like, you sure shit didn't tell me, dude. Like, just right. no one ever explained it to me. So it's like, why would I? I'm 16. You know, like. The, how could I assume? How could I? Know. Yeah, how could I assume or know any of this stuff? And like, 
like you as a dad are you now are you like trying to like instill those things into Peyton that we we kind of just take for granted as like oh yeah no this is common knowledge of things that you know but that like I mean they clearly didn't teach my generation so like you know oh, yeah. there's there's definitely and you know actually I'll be honest with you more so with uh you know my youngest stepson Jake, you know, there was there was a long time where he wasn't working. He was just kind. Of, let's be honest, he was being lazy, playing video games in the basement. But then, like, he got a job, and then I'm telling him stuff like uh, set up your direct deposit, make sure, you know, if you're there for a certain amount of time, and they offer a 401k. Right now, it doesn't seem like you want something like that, but this, like, you'll have so much more money for retirement if you do your 401k now, and if they if your employee matches up to 5%, if they, if they matched up to 20%, put 20% into your 401k because it's just free money. You know what I mean? I was like, it may seem like a lot out of your paycheck, but like, I promise you when you get to my, cause like I didn't do my 401k until I got to pro wrestling tees like a year or two in. And like, you know, I'm looking at it now, I have a, I have a decent chunk of change in there, but I was like, Oh, if I had been doing this since I was in my twenties, I'd be set. I, I might retire now, you know? So it's, it's little things like that, that like, yeah. Have I used anything from algebra three, four or pre-calculus trigonometry? No. You know what I mean? Am I, am I using proper penmanship? No, I, 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 I write in all caps, no cursive <laughs> like almost exclusively. Or you know, am am I am I doing correct sentence structures? Am I using my gerunds correctly? No, none of this stuff. And I, you got to know some of it so you're not a, an uncultured swine. But like, you're right. There's so many life things that they don't teach you about insurance, healthcare, um, balancing a checkbook, balancing a check. Yeah, all these fundamental like. How cool, how great would it be if you were required to take an auto class where you they teach you how to do auto maintenance? You, they teach you how to change a headlight or or a or a burnt out bulb or oh where's the fuse box in my car? Like simple things that you will have to deal with every day. That again, the, the, I'm fully I fully believe this is why you'll see a young person. One, they'll go to like a university or college for higher education instantly in debt for a good chunk of their adult life. And then two, you'll see people go out on their own, out of the house, they'll get their first credit card and they'll max it out and they'll get a second credit card, max it out. And you know, by, by the time someone's 25, 27, they're dealing with like $25,000 in debt plus their school debt. So like, like, being fiscally responsible, like all these things. Yeah. Balancing a checkbook. Cause now I'll be honest, I don't even balance a checkbook. It's all online. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, I do remember a time where you had to sit there with your checkbook and balance it out. And, and these are, these are lost skills for people. Um, but yeah, I, I try and teach the kids not to take things for granted, but, uh, yeah, we're we're definitely not taught half the shit we're supposed to know in school, and then we get thrown out into this adult world and we get eaten alive by predators. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I've I, you know again, I've been lucky enough to where like I've had people that like through what what through one method or the other have kind of just like, oh, you didn't know, well now you're gonna fucking learn, and yeah. you know, like I, I've I've learned these things, and 
again, I'm I'm grateful for I'm grateful for like you know sort of I don't want to say like tough love because they weren't like being dicks about it, but uh, I'm right. de- definitely listen definitely with Michael like I, as much shit as you know I always give him purposely I have to he's like he's my older brother you know he's yeah. like my older brother I have to give him shit like when I first moved out him and him and Monica oh god helped me with everything I didn't know you know they they very much helped very very quickly like okay you're an adult now this is you know uh, this is how you do things and this is what you got to do um which hey speaking of michael you know, very quickly before we get that um i want to i would first i want to shout out the page first sponsors of the show as well uh gorilla publishing and m3 toys freelance wrestling as well um and of course, the, the patrons, you know, uh, without them, you know, this podcast wouldn't be, you know, it, it, they help make this podcast run free. Um, I shipped out the stickers. Stickers will be shipping out this Monday. I, I packed all of them up and stuff like that and threw in some fun stuff in there for uh, all you guys. And uh, if you signed up for the $20 tier in which you can review, you know, any sort of movie with us on the Patreon. And I haven't reached out to you yet. Uh, just keep an eye out on your emails. I'm going to DM, be DMing all you guys so we can uh, finally get to those. As, you know, Dave and I were, we're very much looking forward to, to speaking with everyone. Hopefully Clifford Frazier, we can have him in studio because I mean, he lives he lives here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but very quickly, uh, I'll read this backwards because I'm always reading it the one way. Uh, our boy Moises Garcia. Um of course, Brad, the wonderful Brad, B. Dornick. B. Dornick. Yeah. Uh, my Godfather, Jesus. Um, Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Uh, our boy, John Ceno, uh, over at Post Wrestling. W.H. Park, who W.H. Park, uh, if, if, you've, if, you've been, if you want a more comprehensive uh, review of um, the low-key TV show, which we will get to, you know, it's just, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, WH Park and Waiting, friends of the show, you know, they, they have a, their own show, MCU Later, over at Post Wrestling, in which they do pretty deep dives. And WH Park, this guy has such a depth, in-depth knowledge of different comics that he's always just, you know, recommending that uh, I would very much suggest checking out. And, of course, Brandon from New Jersey as well, another uh, staple over at Post Wrestling, who, just a fucking wonderful dude like very much now that COVID's over and like people can actually start like traveling and stuff. I'm planning on going to New Jersey at some point to visit uh, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash as well as the quick stop and all that. And hopefully while I'm up in New Jersey, I can see this man very much in the same way. If I remember in the San Francisco area, I hope uh, that we can see our boy, Anthony Torres is uh, Anthony Torres, huge supporter of ours as well. Shout out Anthony um, Vivian, of course, the whole time that we were at that live show, at that live podcast yesterday, um, I kept I kept making the joke slash like not joke where I was like, all right, when they finish, I was like, me and Vivian are going to go up there. Uh, I was like, and I'll call Dave and we're going to do an impromptu uh, Scrump and Stinks family video. I was like, and just start talking Goodfellas in front of all these like random Mexican people who would probably be like, yeah, what's going on? Um, the wonderful Taffy, of course, our boy Ryan Crossley. Hot topic, Joe. We love Joe. Can't wait to see him, uh, you know, all out weekend. Hopefully, he comes by. Um, our boy Jonathan Mayer, uh, Shannon Howenick, our man Neil, the Invincible Man himself, Ryan Mears, Joshua Davis, Mark Villanueva, Jesse Kolenberg, and of course the aforementioned Clifford Frazier. Um, Dave, of course, we mentioned Michael and M3 Toys. Uh, I'll let you lead this story and, and talk about uh, what happened this week with uh Michael and M3 Toys. 
So, so of course, I love trashing Michael. He he is a great source of instant gratification when I want to get the venom out or when we're at work. We're always just dunking on him, but we we do it with love. We we love Michael. He's a very important part, not only of pro wrestling tees, like behind the scenes, like some of the most thankless stuff uh, is what Michael has to do, but also as a friend, like he, he really is a good friend. Um, and I will say, so he's had this plan for a very long time about doing an M three toys.com exclusive micro brawler. And I always joke with him because like whenever he has an idea, it requires me to do work for it. So I'm always really grumpy whenever he comes up with something, but he was so persistent and um, he was just lobbying Ryan for it. And Ryan finally said, yeah, we'll, we'll do one. And, you know, Michael couldn't think of a better person than Frank the Clown. Now, <laughs> it was a controversial choice. Uh, he's a very divisive personality in wrestling, but that's because he does his job so well. And it also mixes really well into uh, – his personal life. A lot of people like to comment that, you know, he is in a relationship with Noel Foley, daughter of hardcore legend, Mick Foley. And his character before he was a wrestler was he would go and show up with half clown paint and, you know, a rainbow wig and he would be seen on TV as a personality. Um, and I, I know that grates on certain people. Like I personally don't like wrestling fans that turn themselves into part of the show. You know what I mean? Like you will always see the fans that are just making obnoxious chants just so people could look at them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, all right guys. But to be fair, this guy turned that uses like, I don't want to objectify women. Noel Foley, a 10 out of 10 woman. As a person, as 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 a male attractant, <laughs> like beautiful. And imagine being a wrestling fan who she probably gets hit up by wrestling fans every hour of every day, on whether it's on her social media platforms, wherever she goes out. And now imagine being a wrestling fan dressed as a clown and then taking whatever charm and skill set you have and breaking through and her actually liking you for it. Like, and I, I really feel like a lot of the animosity towards Frank the Clown is that specifically. Whenever you hear any critique of him, it's like, oh, because uh, he's, he's dating Noel Foley. That's all you hear from the guy. But you and I both personally, we've seen him perform at uh, Freelance Wrestling. The guy is wrestling gold. Well, on top of like, we've had him on the podcast before. And He's a cool dude. Yeah, like if you go listen to that episode, like you actually kind of hear, you know, you hear about Frank. You know, uh, Frank, yeah. not Frank the Clown, but actually Frank Mustari. Mustari. Yeah. And like even when, I remember when we posted that episode, there was people like I was getting into fucking arguments with people where it's just like, like no, he's a piece of shit. It's like, why? Yeah. Well, because he, because he just, yeah, and it's like because he's fucking his wrestling character is that he's a heel and he's he's doing just that. Like fuck off. Like there was, there was no, there was nothing of uh, that merited. There was no. 
nothing that merited like the hate that he is getting. You know, like, there was nothing where I was like, I, yeah. you know what, that has that has absolute value, and I agree with that. That is a, you know, objectively, you're right. You know that. Like, yeah. No, it was just like fucking internet nerds just being fucking yeah. losers. And it's not only that, because we see people that are great heels, that are beloved, right? Like fucking Ric Flair. One of the one of the all time great heels. People loved him. You know why? Because when you met him in real life, cool dude. The Rock. One of the most. All he would do was shit on crowds, and he's the biggest star. People want him to be president of the United States, right? Um, or we'll say someone like MJF, who in real life, if you meet him, will treat you like shit. If you hand him a eight by ten, he'll probably rip it up and spit on you. But like people will praise him for his character work in and outside of the ring. I really yeah, I really think it's the Noel like it's the jealous, why can't I'm a fan, why can't I have sex with Noel Foley? You get a lot of those vibes from these people. Well we like dude, there's people who like think they have this like weird chance with wrestlers. You right. Know? Like it's one of these things where like you'll see these like weird fucking like Ooh! gross tweets that they send these wrestlers where you know they're just like Anna J. Yeah, Anna J, you're my queen. My southern queen. I lo- and it's just like yeah. you like don't do it. You know, like if you just if you want to be like, hey at fucking Anna J, you know, like I think you're cool. Keep crushing it. That's fine. Yeah. But like don't yeah. don't be that fucking weirdo like She's not gonna meet you on Twitter and marry you. Yeah. Like yeah. it's and, and I think and I there's some people that just don't get that. Yeah. Well, and then here's the other thing about uh, Frankie Mastari. He's a huge Funko Pop collector. And guess what M3 Toys is? A gigantic Funko Pop shop. So it's perfect synergy. And um, Michael's done actual work with Frank Mastari. You know, they... They've they've traded pleasantries, but also they they've done stuff together, you know, Funko Pop wise. So it's a perfect synergy when you think about it. Well, you know, we finally get this thing greenlit. Uh, Frank the Clown approves his stuff. Ryan says we're good to go. We set up the graphics, and Michael is so excited and so nervous because this is kind of like a big. We've never really done like a store exclusive. Like we've done stuff for like Ring of Honor exclusive or Impact, but like, you know, a to- a, a, a mom and pop toy store. This was a big deal. He posts it, and we knew we were gonna get some backlash, but the amount of fuckery that Michael got from, and I'm embarrassed to say, a lot of people in the VIP group, I, it blew my mind, and I was sitting there reading it because it had been up for maybe like three or four hours, and I was going to bed, and it was like midnight. And I'm reading through all these guys saying, nope. Yeah, right. Oh, this guy's a wrestler. Oh, you, oh, you bang a legend's daughter and all of a sudden you get a Funko Pop or a micro brawler. Or when am I going to get mine? Well, And it's just like uh, some person said, uh, and I'm not going to name names because fuck them. But like uh, I, I understand uh, a ring announcer, but I just don't get Frank the Clown. Guess what, guys? This guy had a a knockdown drag out wrestling match with uh Kylie Ray. It is it's like if you're if you're at an event and you hear it's Frank the Clown y'all coming out of the speakers, 
it feels like an old territory, like heel, like they want to throw batteries at the guy. Like it takes you back to like a certain time in wrestling where it was a little dangerous. And like this guy has, and all these guys are like, this guy's not a wrestler. Frank, the clown has done infinity times more wrestling than any of these guys will ever do. Well, uh, it, will never step into the ring. So for them to judge who's a wrestler or not, it, it, it drove me insane. Well, you, you gotta you gotta factor into people said he's not a real wrestler. He shouldn't be in there. He's not trained. And he said, you know what? You're right. Let me go get trained. Let me go be. Let me go do what I can to become a real wrestler. Yes. And then he does that, and people are like, well, no. He we, did the work. We still don't want you to do it. And it's just like, well, hey, guess what? Like at a certain point, like you just you don't have a say in that. Like you don't have a say in. If companies want to book, if companies want to book someone, by all means, you know. Do I want fucking uh, QAnon fucking weirdo Drake Younger getting booked? No, but guess what? There's these weird fucking like piece of shit companies that are going to book him. And guess what? Right. Guess what? The best part is, I'm not gonna give them a goddamn minute of my time. I'm not gonna give them a goddamn cent of of my money. And so it doesn't matter. And right. and the best part is, the best part is that. I don't have to go online and fucking tell people how I feel about it. I just yeah. don't. Because if, if if you if you legitimately don't care, you don't have to go online and tell everybody. Well, and here's the other thing too. You're telling me sweaty neckbeard on the internet. You're gonna tell me that uh, marvelous Matt Nix, who run who who was running freelance wrestling at the time, you're gonna tell him. You're gonna tell me you know more about wrestling than this guy. Right, he mm-hmm. trusted him enough to put him on the show several times, right? And but this whole idea of and people were being concerned, and then I heard a lot of oh, micro brawlers have jumped the shark. Really, we made Bernard the business bear. We've done fat ass masa brawlers, and people loved them. You know, you know what I mean? Because these are these are wrestling related things that we've done, and I just. Funny, oh. funny enough, it's some of these beloved wrestlers you guys love so much that have actually not sold that great, you know. But like, yeah. but you, that, you don't want to. But that's not what they want to hear, you know. People will say New Jack. People, you know, and we could argue the merits of his wrestling left or right. The guy uh, abused a, a ninety-year-old wrestler. He would take liberties with people's health. Like he crossed all the taboos of what wrestling is supposed to be as a fraternity and a brotherhood. Sold a ton of micro brawlers. Um, Dan, Dan <laughs> not your traditional wrestler. The guy he walks around. He's spooky. He talks crazy. Uh, some people would say he's a comedy wrestler, even though he's a great wrestler. One of the biggest selling micro brawlers of all time in a record amount of time. You know what I mean? So. And here's the other thing, too. They're three-inch pieces of rubber. Settle down. You know what I mean? And so I saw all this criticism happening, and Michael didn't say anything to me. And I didn't call him up because I didn't want to, like, you know, if he was feeling a certain way about it, I didn't want to bring it up. But I saw people taking something that this guy worked hard for for months to make happen. He fought to have this happen, and he did what he thought would be the best. And and let's be honest, the, the Frank the Clown Brawler is going to be one of the more colorful, crazy ones, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's a limited run, and he's also offering them autographed. And 
I was so angered that they would take something that this guy worked to make a special thing for himself to help the future of his wife, his son, and his future child. And they just shit on it. And and then, so, like, I spent, like, the entire, like, for, like, an hour just trashing people. And, like, my wife's like, what are you, why are you typing so furiously on your iPad? I was like, I can't stand these people. And I, I, I made a comment. I said, listen, I hate Brussels sprouts. I despise them. But I don't go on Brussels sprouts social media posting. Yeah, I'm not going to eat that stupid vegetable. It sucks. It doesn't even qualify as a vegetable. You know why? Because if I don't like it, I'm just going to not pay it any mind. Unless Frank the Clown is some kind of Me Too douchebag, right? Unless he's getting 15-year-olds drunk and fucking them in a bar or putting women wrestlers or just any woman, really, in a compromising position where they feel unsafe, guess what? I'm not going to speak out against the guy. Yeah, it's just... I like him or not. I mean, dude, it's just this incessant need for people to fucking complain. Like, you know, where it's just like, why... Like, you know, earlier in the week, WWE, or WWE, AEW sold out Arthur Ashe Stadium, 15,000 seats. Yeah. And these, like, weirdo WWE fans, these people that, like, vehemently hate AEW are pulling out every excuse in the book that there's people that are convinced tony khan just bought every single ticket i read that i did read that and it's just like like there there's a perfect tweet that i'm like oh like let me let me i, I think i might have retweeted it I, I know i definitely liked it but it's just like it's so weird where it's just like i and granted every fan base is like this every fan base like yeah you know like it's not just like wrestling fans every fucking fan base is like this to an extent where they've all got their crazies, you know, sports, fucking movies. Like, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. But, again, just wrestling fans feel this incessant need to, like, nope, nope. Like, it's just, it's wrong. I want, like, you know, I, I want them to fail and I want them to succeed, you know. Like, think, like, uh, oh, yeah, so it was like, it's it's amazing. Is it Trevor Dame, is at Trevor Dame who tweeted it. Um... It's like I think it's amazing how many people have are have, <clears throat> are having tantrums and making excuses for AEW outdrawing WWE in New York, th- their home territory. Right. Really. It's like, but then I remember WWE had a monopoly for almost twenty years. There are fans who have never seen WWE finish second in any significant business metric ever. Um, <clears throat> WWE is still the higher rated product that makes way more money, but this is. Uh, this is far more well known, but some people can't even stand that a competitor is selling a few thousand more tickets in New York. And like, yeah, dude, like, listen, at some point this year, without a shadow in my, a shadow of a doubt in my mind, at some point this year, AEW will beat Monday Night Raw in in the ratings, and the internet is going to fucking lose it. They are going to to like. The fact, look, dude, the fact that WWE can't fill nine thousand seats in Madison Square Garden, their home, one of their home venues, like, but WWE, but AEW can sell out fifteen thousand tickets to some fucking show in a tennis stadium, like, you know, like it's those same people complaining that are mad about that, that are like, you know, complaining about Frank the fucking clown getting his own micro brawler, and it's just like, who gives a shit? Like, we, here's the sad irony too. Some some of the same people they were like, yeah, nah, hard pass. I'm not gonna. Are I've had actual fans 
message me, propositioning me ways to get their own personal microbrawler made of themselves. And it's like, what kind of sniveling ass mentality is this guy who, I mean, let's just say dating a wrestling legend's daughter. I get that. But also has the approval of Mick Foley and also has wrestled and has appeared televised in pay-per-view events. He's, he's had a show on the WWE Network. He had his own show on the WWE Network. Like, how much more validation can you get for the guy, right, with with as little experience as he has? But he's gone out and worked hard. But you're going to tell me you're some fucking jabroni <laughs> off the street that, uh, like, it. I could take a, a line of a hundred people and point at you and say, "Who's that guy?" and they would have no fucking idea. Oh, but because from, he pro- probably from, probably from your own hometown would have no idea who you are. But you think you could buy your way into getting a micro brawler, and then you'll shit on someone who actually has notoriety in the wrestling business. It, it like the audacity of it drove me insane. Yeah, I mean, especially with that, where it's like, like there's people like, when is so and so getting a micro brawler? Never. They're never going to get a micro brawler. Yeah. Like. No, like fans, fans don't get micro brawlers. Yeah, only one super fan's got one, and it's Massa. And you know what? Massa's done more for the wrestling business than half the micro brawlers we've had. Like this guy sponsors people, puts them up. You know what I mean? Actually, half of our micro brawlers will consider Massa a great friend for what he's done for them when yeah. they've been. So yeah, he qualifies. Massa gets it otherwise uh if you're just a member of like more than three forums dedicated to wrestling that's not a qualification especially if you're holding frank mastari at such a high standard you're definitely not getting in according to your own standards but like yeah i saw this and then you you can kind of see i was just throwing heapfuls of shame at people and then you can kind of see the conversation changing a little bit to like, oh, I'm going to get one. And then, you know, Michael posted again somewhere else. And then people are like, yeah, I signed up for the reward program, which felt great. Um, but yeah, like if you don't if you don't like the microbrawler, I get it. Even even if you say, ah, that's not for me, I'll pass. But, you know, good luck to the next guy. That's even fine. But like. How many, how many times have you seen a fan show up? Yeah, I'm not going to watch that show. Not my cup of tea. Then what are you in? A discussion for yeah there's cons- like, like there's do you, do you just comment on stuff yeah I'm a, I'm a coca i don't like pepsi so i'm gonna go on pepsi's page and tell about which i'm not for it then so it's just keep your mouth shut like dude don't be I, an asshole dude i fucking hate sports any sport yeah basketball football soccer any baseball like i, I to me it's just the lamest shit ever i like yeah. literally like you know like like <laughs> There'll be people who like, oh, wrestling stupid, and I'm like, yeah, I get it, you know. But to me, yeah. that's more so like, it, you know, wrestling is more Marvel to me than it is UFC, you know. Um, but like when people like I see get so in like wrapped up in sports, it's just like to me, it's like biggest fucking loser. I don't know, and, that, and that's that's just how I am. That is just how I, you know. Again, just to me, sports yeah. the lamest fucking thing. But you know, you do you know what happens when the fucking the Milwaukee Bucks are in the playoffs? I don't, I don't, I don't have to go on Twitter and tell everyone how much I hate them. Yeah, when, yeah. when Italy, when when everyone's discussing who's bringing it home between Italy and and in the UK, I don't go on, I don't fucking go online and tell everyone to fucking soccer stupid, and I think they're stupid for liking soccer. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because I just, you don't need to do that. You know, yeah. listen, really jump shark on that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, if you're my close personal friend, I'll probably make, I do it all the time. I make fun of, you know, everyone at work while we start talking about like athletes and I'll, I'll go into the deep recesses of my mind and be like, Oh, is Daryl strawberry going to be there? Huh? Ken Griffey jr. Going to be there, you know, like just making fun of them. But like, you know, if, if all my friends are sitting around fucking hyped as fuck about who the Sox just signed or, you know, who the Bears just fucking signed, like, I'm not going to be a little fucking prick and, and just and, and, it like it. and have to tell them how I think, you know, what what they're into is stupid, you know, and how I'm superior because I'm not into it. Like, it's just like, no, you don't have to fucking do that. And well, it's the same thing. You And you'll see it in different sects of life. Like. I'm an atheist. How many times have people made jokes about atheists just like, hey, your God sucks, and I don't believe in that guy up in the sky? Like, I don't need to do that to people. Like, if you believe in a God and it doesn't make sense to me, by by all means, like, that's how you want to live your life, I'm not going to call you an idiot for it, right? Or you'll see a vegetarian saying, I I would never eat the dead carcass. Then don't. Like, just you're not going to convince me to just eat salads for the rest of my life. Like all you're going to do is piss me off. And you know, maybe that's the point for some people. They just want to piss people off. And I mean, they did on, you know, it was like a couple days ago, but, and and it's another thing too. Let's say you hate the new space jam. I'm never going to watch it. Right. I, I, I would much rather get COVID than have to watch space jam. Like yeah. if, if you think, listen, if I think Space Jam one is fucking complete and utter dog shit. Oh yeah, you know, like I think it's the dumbest thing. Like if, the, just the dumbest thing. But but, I, but here's the difference though. That's Warner Brothers making the movie. Uh, in both movies, you had a storied franchise, the Looney Tunes. You also had multi multi mega millionaire, world icon men that play a child's game for extreme riches. None of those people do I feel bad about trashing because at the end of the day, it, it's a drop in the bucket to them. They're, they've made so much money. It's laughable. But when you take someone like someone that's making independent wrestling dates or someone that has a store, a mom and pop store to make money for their family, keep your mouth shut. If, if one of my friends made space jam too, with one of their friends, I would say, Hey, good job, man. Not my cup of tea, but Hey, at least you've followed your dream. Don't sit there and stomp out the little guy's dream. Don't be a shithead. You know what I mean? Especially you would think coming from a wrestling fan background, that guy is living the wrestling fans dream. He's known he's, he's dating a very hot woman. He like, there's, there's, Stone Cold Steve Austin knows who this guy is probably. And also he's wrestling. He's doing the hard work. You should be happy for the guy. And maybe it should inspire you to do something other than clack on your keyboard at night trashing someone. That's my take on it. Definitely. Um, you know, let, let's, let's, we'll, we'll try to be a little bit more as we're winding down here, a little bit more up, yeah. a little bit more positive. Uh, very quickly. Yeah. Did you, did you ever get around to fear street? Cause they, they just dropped the third one. So I started watching the first one. 
I got about halfway through, and then both my wife and my daughter left. They're like, nah, I don't want to watch this. So I stopped watching it. <laughs> I think so. Fear Street one, um, the mall murder stuff happened, and they were there was a cheerleader in the bathroom talking to someone and I guess they're selling drugs at the school or something. That's kind of about where I stopped. Okay. Yeah. No, you, you barely scratched the surface. Yeah. There, there was, there's the sirens and the witches, I guess. And then they had a big brawl at a memorial service. I saw that. That's about as far as I got. And then no one, nobody in the house wanted to watch it with me at all. And so I was like, all right. I, I was having a conversation with a uh, friend of the show, Wes Allen, uh, of the uh, Why Did We Ever Meet podcast. Um, yes. And no, it, it, it's really good. Like a third part. And you know, I was talking about it with Mark as well, too. Mark Villanueva over at the shop, our little buddy. Um, yeah, it's really good. Like the third, third one just dropped. It's you know, because his first one is ninety four, the second one is like seventy eight, and then the last mm-hmm. one is sixteen sixty six, six six six. No, Boy. very very fun, you know. Um, and yeah, like just if, if if any of you guys, I mean, maybe at some point, you know, we'll, we'll get around to like to reviewing the movies because they're actually like pretty fun and like a lot more fucking gory than you would think, you know, like. It's, or an hour of science thing, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, no, but but those are very good. The one thing I know you did watch though is, uh, which I can't believe it's taken us this long to to finally get around to it, <laughs> as it's usually like immediately the first thing we're just like, um, yeah. Loki, the Loki season finale. Uh, yes. You know, and of course, spoiler, spoiler filled. You know, as yeah. as a wonderful friend of the show, Drew Boyd pointed out. You know, we're always like, uh, hey. Uh, you know, skip ahead two minutes, and it's like twenty minutes later. We're still yeah, going true. on. Which hey, shout out Drew Boyd as well. What wonderful guy! He's always sending uh, over some some fun TikToks uh, yeah. and movie recommendations and stuff. Great guy. Shout out Drew Boyd. Um, and I, gotta, I still got to make an Earth sandwich with him. Hey, yeah, you guys still got to make that. Yeah, you got to make that Earth sandwich. Um, but yeah, what were some of your thoughts? Because it was it was a pretty. It, you know what? This was Kevin Smith once joked. Because there was one episode, I think the the one episode, episode three, where they're on Lamentus. He's like, yeah, he's like, this is the most Kevin Smith like Loki has felt. Dare I say this episode was the most Kevin yes. Smith, you know? So, like, I think episode five was like one of the best ones. I know it wasn't your favorite, but like, they had some epic moments in there. This one was a little, um, it was a little slower. It was a lot slower. Let's be honest. A lot more exposition heavy. Um, and I really think that it was more about setting up the future, like clearly. But um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like – it was probably my least favorite episode, to be honest with you. I um, – like there was just a lot of talking and I don't know. It, it wasn't my favorite. What did you think of it? I I enjoyed it, and as far as they they established Kang, because that's that is who Kang is. Like some yes. people are like, that's not Kang because he's not wearing the helmet. No, it's fucking Kang, you idiot! Like, is a Kang? Yeah. Like, l- listen, listen to him tell his story, and you know, like, especially at the end when you have like the um, 
Fuck, like people were like uh, the uh, Planet of the Apes like reveal of, of the King statue. Like that's very clearly King, just because they didn't outright say his name. I think right. one of, I think one of the most fun sort of like reveals is the fact that we're going to be seeing multiple versions of King because there are multiple versions of King, you know. Um, and so I, I very much think like we will be seeing a lot more of Jonathan Majors who. So he, you know, he's more, most famously known for um, Lovecraft County. I've not seen the show, but like I definitely like it's one of my things. So I've, uh, I've not been able to watch TV on my giant eighty-inch TV because of construction. But now that that's almost like over and done with, I'm saving the, I'm saving Lovecraft County like to watch it on the big screen because, like I, I love, I love Jonathan Majors. You know, I, I think he's an incredible actor. It's the first time I've seen him in anything. I thought he was just awesome and like right. you can the, you can kind of just tell like there's that you know like he can like he almost he like he's gonna be able to fucking flip that switch and just be a total like maniacal right. sociopath you know he's gonna be a little bit more thanos than he was joker this you know he was a little bit more joker uh right this first time we met him as opposed to you know the more serious thanos that like king kind of strikes me as so i'm excited for it i i i do kind of like um i get what you mean like there was a lot of talking in this episode but you know there was like there's just things they had to establish and you know yeah there, there's some things you can't just in the flow of a story tell like you there has to be a certain amount of exposition especially for something as heady as the the multiverse yeah and i get it you know like and it was fine because now we finally have confirmation of like the multiverse happening and right like i'm so excited you know and you know, the most heartbreaking yeah. thing the most heartbreaking thing to me dave is at the end of the episode when loki's like fuck i gotta do something and he's running and he finds mobius yes. and, and they don't recognize doesn't him. recognize him because at this point he's in a whole different like he's in a whole different timeline a hundred percent this is how they're going to bring in the mutants maybe even the fantastic four and the Spider-Mans. And the Spider-Man, yeah. And, like, I'm I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to just, like, yeah, like, bring in... Just bring it all in, you know? Like, if you want... Like, I don't know why you would, but, you know, like, there's a possibility of, like, hey, do you want Eric Banner to come in as the Incredible Hulk? Do it. You want fucking Edward Norton to come in as the Hulk? Do it. You know? If you want fucking Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider, fucking do it. Like there was like rumors of like oh tom cruise was going to show up as iron man because initially that's who uh paramount pictures wanted you know for iron man like you can do all sorts of these like fun little things which i'm 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 kind of looking forward to the most um because of that you know like it's just when when you get fun little things like that and yeah like it's just it's crazy to me so i i've, I've told the story before that nick and oh sorry my that matt nicks and myself we would always joke we're like no marvel movies for one year we're like just for one year no new marvel anything let them just take a break like write everything out plan it and that's it and then they did that we were like oh no we caused basically we're like we caused the pandemic holy shit um (laughs) but like it's seemingly that's what they did because like you know, this is a huge event. Like people were saying, like nothing major will ever happen on those stupid Disney Plus TV shows that'll affect you know, like the movies. Like it'll just oh. be like Agents of Shield. 
dare, like dare I yeah. say, every TV show so far has like had some major yeah. like implications on on the larger MCU. So no, I'm just I'm excited, man. Like it's again, even with Loki, because he was a character who, like I I I was so bummed out that he dies at the beginning of Endgame. You know. Yeah, because it just seemed like he was real. Like he was good throughout the, his entire run, but it really seemed like he was really picking up steam at that point. And then you're like, "Ah, oh, he's gone now. What the hell?" Yeah, like I mean, they finally, you know, him and Thor are finally like on the same page. They're, yeah, you know, they're finally like he accepts Thor as the king of Asgard. Yes, and that tumultuous yeah. relationship between the two, it's it's just it's gone. Right. And the last thing that Thor does as he is on that ship ready to die is he jumps, he cover, you know, he, he goes and he hugs his dead brother. Yeah. Doesn't even care. This ship's exploding. He doesn't care about getting to safety, you know? And it just, it speaks volume. And now will we see Thor and Loki together on screen together? Like uh, they, they said he won't be in the new Thor movie okay yeah so he won't so i don't know maybe you know but it's like hey maybe at some point down the line like you you do see them reunite and like that's what i'm here for because it's like sure like i'm i'm a hundred i'm against the belief of like because i was having this conversation again with nick where it's like they could just bring back like they can bring back iron man they can bring back captain america and i don't think like i i I, i'm a thousand percent of the belief you can bring back tony stark clearly a different tony stark but right. you can bring him back, and it does not undo the events of Endgame. It does not yeah. undo those things because in the comics, that's what fucking happens anyway. Some yeah. Captain America will die, and they're like, oh, he's back. Steve Rogers is back. You know, like you can do that. And very much in with Loki, like him sacrificing himself at, you know, for Thor, basically, at the beginning of that movie, it's not discredited to me. Like it doesn't take away because. Again, it's just it's a trope. If it was any other movie, sure. Any other movie, you have a main character die and then just show back up. You know, like it's like you can't just beer fest it, you know, where it's like, Hey, I'm his twin brother and if it's all cool, can you guys all just call me the you know, by his name and shit? Yeah. Um they're not doing that, you know, like this is very clearly like, no, it's 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 a multiverse. There's different versions well, of this. And I will say like one of the more interesting things about Thor and Loki specifically is Thor had this whole arc with, you know, regular mainline timeline, uh, Loki, you know, where they have the elevator conversation where he goes, I thought we would fight together forever, but let's be honest, our paths diverged a long time ago. I'm me and you're you. And I think that was like the real Genesis of Loki being like, fuck, I'm going to lose my brother. My brother doesn't even, care that we're not brothers now you know and then you have his death and now we have a loki who has gone through an almost similar parallel amount of catharsis and growth but didn't have that whole experience you know on uh sakar with thor but he he's also an equally changed person so to see him reintegrate with thor is going to be amazing but you know I, I will say I seemed sour on this episode. It's it's not that. But it's definitely I'm more excited about the promise that this episode delivers on. It, it's almost like if someone gave you 
the combination code to a bank vault full of gold bars. You're not you're really not excited about the numbers of the code. You're excited about what that means for you in the future to get the gold bars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They gave us they gave us the combination to the lock and they're saying there's treasures in there. You're going to get those treasures. So I'm more excited about that. Um, but yeah, I do agree that they did have to do there's a lot of really uh, high concept things. You know, you have Cosmic Marvel and you also have Multiversal Marvel. So the future is going to look really good. And then, you know, we have the stinger at the end where it said Loki will return for Loki 2, which is pretty exciting. Um, all in all, the, the, the things I have to say about the series as a whole, and I, I think I've mentioned it a couple times, you know, throughout the episodes, is What's so good about Marvel and Loki in particular is that they introduced characters that had such little screen time compared to other characters from from other companies. For instance, classic Loki. (laughs) How long was he on the screen for? Maybe like 10 minutes? If that. And I instantly loved him 1,000 times more than Ben Affleck Batman. I mourned his death. I was like, oh, and I just kept thinking with the possibilities. Oh, Richard Grant is so perfect as classic Loki or uh, Mobius. The, re- the reason why that Planet of, the End- Planet of the Apes twist ending was such a gut punch was because you cared about Mobius and you cared about his friendship that he formed with Loki. And it was born out of complete distrust by the both of them. And they had both grown as people. And like it was such a sucker punch to the ribs. But it's because Marvel knows how to make you care. Like, I cared more about that than any Wonder Woman. Like, give me more. Give me a show about Mobius doing his daily tasks. And I, I'd gladly watch it. And so, to me, that's that's the magic sauce of Marvel. They, they really know how to get you invested in the characters. I mean, I hated Thor as a comic book when I was a kid. And then Thor came out. I was like, all right, he's good. And then I was like, Loki is the worst. Like... I hated Loki on the screen. I hated Loki in the comic books. And now he's one of my favorite characters. And it was just, it's not only the actor's performance, but it's the brain trust at Marvel. It's the directors they've chosen. Um, and it's the smart way that they they take care to you know keep certain amounts of continuity going. No. So if we can get more of this with different versions of these characters, I mean, what an embarrassment of riches that we're in store for. No, I, I I agree. Like it's just what a time. I always just think what? I always just think back to my cousin and I watching these like because at that point they only had Iron Man one and the Incredible Hulk out where it's like you know like things you missed in the background. It's like there's no way they would ever do an Avengers movie. And now we're just straight up talking like multiverse shit, you know. And 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 what if is right around the corner so i'm pretty sure that'll be fucking cool as shit too and you know we'll we'll, yeah. we'll be talking about that as well um you know and Hawkeye's coming up pretty soon and what Hawkeye, the show i think is coming out in august sometime so yeah and you know they're, they're setting up the young avengers so oh yeah um yeah and so hey again if you enjoy dave and i talking uh we will have an episode of Scrump and Stakes Detective Agency coming out this week, as well as an episode of Scrump and Stinks Family Video. Um, so, if and if you want to listen to, uh, you know, Scrump and Stinks Detective Agency, uh, sign up on the Patreon. You know, if you sign up for the ten dollars and above tier, as well as like cool stuff that you get, like stickers and coasters and just fun little promotional items like that. 
um, if you want to sign up, if you want to be on the show with us, you can sign up for the twenty dollars tier, and you know you, you'll get a free uh, patron of the show shirt, as well as just again the all the other aforementioned goodies. If you just want to hear us talk uh, movies, you know, do movie reviews, uh, five dollar, you know, five dollar. Five dollars will get you the uh, access to all of the episodes of Scrump and Sting's family video, and yeah. Uh, so next week will actually be our two-year anniversary, um, as far as the podcast goes. Uh, I had talked to a specific wrestler about uh, coming on, and we're still still kind of just waiting on him to get back to us when exactly he's free. Um, so in the yeah, it's- it's been so hard to talk to these wrestlers and get them nailed down because all their schedules are filling back up. Yeah. It's been insane. Yeah. <laughs> but we're trying. We're trying. Yeah, well, we're definitely trying. But uh, Dave and I thought something that would be fun was um, let's do this live. And yeah. And, and, and as far as uh, we have, you know, we have this new studio. Um, yeah. Let's record in it. So. Dave and I will, we will, and we're not the most tech savvy people. So no. we are going to do our best to, to try and get an ep, uh, the video version of Scrump and Stang's family or Scrump and, or, no, the PWT cast. Yeah. Video Can version. Sure? Yeah. Video <laughs> version of uh, next week's episode, which again will be your two year anniversary. Um, so we will hopefully get that out to you, you know, just kind of just as a tester, you know. I mean, we have voices for radio, but, um, we're not what most people would call handsome men. Exactly. Yeah. You know, again, I listen, I literally I literally said that when I see myself in the mirror, I see a Nazi propaganda image of what I what they think a Mexican man would look like. So that tells yeah. you that tells you everything about how I feel about myself. But yeah, we thought it'd just be like a fun little experiment and then if you guys like it, you know, we can we can do more of these. Um, Love it. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, thanks again. You know, we're almost at two years. So that's just fucking awesome. So let's, uh, you know, here's two more years. Um, but unfortunately, you guys, I've run out of things to say here. And uh, Dave, what about you? I've also run out of things to say. So all right, you guys. Before well, the PWT cast this week, I've been Scrump. This is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.